If you're looking to looking to grow your personal brand and you really want to have impact in the marketplace, you're going to have to understand how to leverage your niche audiences. And today, Shelby Yonner is here with us from Zilker Media in Austin, Texas, to help us understand something known as micro media. So we're going to talk about that today. Shelby, so great to have you on the Cashing on Camera podcast today. And tell us a little bit, like, let's start the foundation with what is micro media so that we all understand the language. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much for having me. When we talk about micro media, we talk about any sort of niche media outlet that when you look at the numbers of how many people it reaches, you might not be that impressed right off the bat, right? I think traditionally when people are interested in PR, they want to be in the Forbes, they want to be in the Fortunes, the USA Todays, the CNNs, they want to be on the Today Show, they want to be on these like name recognizable media outlets that reach a large number of people. And of course, that's valuable. I'm a publicist. I've been a publicist for 10 years. I get it. Those are valuable. Of course, they have a different type of value. But if you're looking to reach a really niche audience and to really drive specific targeted ROI going on micromedia, such as a podcast or a video podcast like this one, or even trade publications, if you're more in the B2B space, some of these trade publications, you look at how many people they reach and it's maybe, you know, a couple thousand up to maybe like 15,000 a month. And you're like, well, I don't know, is that exact, you know, is that a large amount of people? But if those are your customers that you're going after and it's super targeted, that's exactly where you want to be. And that I would argue is more worthwhile of your time and efforts to try to, you know, target in an earned media campaign rather than some of these, you know, name recognizable places. It's interesting that you said that about these different media uh, opportunities that in and of themselves might look like the numbers aren't that great. Yeah. And we, I think sometimes people overlook them. I think is your point that people overlook them as opportunities because it feels like, well, is it worth it? Right. Is it worth it? Or what's the ROI of doing that? Mm -hmm. Talk to us a little bit about how that can work because it's really about crunching some numbers. Right. So if you want to take, for example, say your customer is someone in business development um, and you have to choose between two media opportunities or maybe two that you're going after. There's a podcast called um, Sales Enablement. And this is a, a big podcast that uh, has been around for a really long time. I believe the host name now I am blanking on it. So <laughs> shout out to him. Sorry, I've worked up. I've worked with him a couple of times, but he gets around like 15,000 estimated monthly listeners a month versus like a Forbes, which gets like, I don't know, in the millions, 90 million, um, you know, readers a month. But the thing is, not everyone's reading every single article in Forbes. Like, you know, I don't open up Forbes every day and like comb through it. Um, but, you know, those people who are in business development, who are really committed to their career and in biz stuff, they're listening to this podcast. They are loyal listeners. They're listening to every episode. They are you know, taking it very seriously when an influencer, because podcasters are influencers and we have these parasocial relationships with these influencers. And when someone we trust invites you onto their platform, that's a big deal. So that's something else to think about when you're looking at 
just numbers wise, you need to look at, you know, the host of a podcast, you know, who are they connected to? It's almost like networking more than earned media. So there's a lot of different ways to slice it and, and look at it. Yeah. So uh, you just had mentioned earned media. So it might be worth a conversation for our audience to explain the difference between earned owned and paid media so that we can have an understanding of what that is because you're a PR, you're an award-winning PR strategist and expert in this space. And I think that this might be a great time to explain, you know, what the difference is because what we're talking about here from the perspective of you being a guest, let's say on another podcast is called earned media. Mm -hmm. Um, do you want to do, shall you, do you want to explain it or do you want me to? Yeah, I'm happy to. So okay. earned media is anytime you earn your way onto someone's platform versus paid media where you're paying for it. So my team members pitched me to you, to your podcast, and you invited me on. I did not pay my way onto this podcast. Um, you know, there's nothing wrong, of course, with pay to play. There's certainly a time and place. Um, and then that is, you know, also in contrast to owned and rented media. So we consider rented media things like posting on LinkedIn, any type of social where you don't own the connection to your audience because, you know, Instagram, Facebook, even LinkedIn, they can change their algorithm at any time and you no longer own that connection. So owned media are things like your newsletter list, you know, where you own that connection. No one's taking away, no one can, you know, steal your email list from you. So that's how I define it. Do you have anything else to add? No, I think you're right. And the, there's sort of this subset of the rented, you know, which with mm -hmm. uh, with social media, that is pretty much what you're doing is you're renting space and those places and they can up the rent anytime. Right. And we've seen that happen over the last many years. Right. right. So, mm -hmm. um, so it all the more reason why having this conversation around putting all your eggs in the social media basket isn't always the best way. And that if you can have a strategy for earned media, meaning getting speaking engagements, getting featured on other people's podcasts, and they don't necessarily need to be the, the biggest podcasts in the right. world mm -hmm. in order to be effective. Right. One of the things that I teach and, and I really am a proponent of is the idea that like, if you're a coach, if you're a consultant and you have, a, ideally you have a higher ticket offer, right? You have something that you do that is priced anywhere from like, let's say three to $10,000. Everyone I think should have an offer in that range. Mm -hmm. And you go on a niche podcast, you are mm -hmm. featured in some type of media where it might be a smaller audience, but the truth is it only takes one right person mm -hmm. to hear that message, right? And have it resonate with them to have them reach out to you and to become a client. Mm -hmm. And I think people, we get, we get, we, we think about social media and we think, oh, I got to be an influencer. I have to have a million followers on Instagram. Yeah. But those are faceless people. Right. Mm -hmm. What good is that really? I yeah. mean, yeah, it looks good from a met from a from an optics perspective. So what? Yeah. Exactly. And you know, I, I'm on the earns media side here at Zoker Media, but my colleagues are working on the the brand strategy digital marketing side where I think that is really tough with a lot of clients. They say, How can I grow my list of followers? And we call that a vanity metric. And I, I know it's tough, right? But um, yeah, I, I think you're exactly right. And, and also if you're, you know, someone with who's charging a lot for your services, you want people to be able to Google you and to be able to see, you know, that you're out there on 
uh, you know, doing some sort of PR. I really think that we call that authority by association credibility. Even if you're on a podcast that's smaller, I mean, as long as it's kind of like a good looking podcast, like, you know, you land on these podcast websites sometimes that look like they haven't been updated in 10 years. And like, you're a little like, you're like, eh, I don't know if I want to be on that. But if someone Googles you and you know, that's really what first impressions are these days, right? Someone Googling you and, and they see you're out there doing podcasts, doing other things. They're going to be like, wow, they are an expert. They're going out to these podcasts and, you know, sharing their message, sharing their story. So that's just another reason why, because we're in this world of podcasting now where we have the, the giant podcasts that are like the new Oprah, right? Um, you know, not everyone's going to be able to be on Brene Brown's podcast. Sadly, I know we all would love to, I would love to right? but you know, getting on these niche ones, not only are you able to really niche down to your target audience, but it's a little easier maybe to get on the niche ones and then you can have that earned media on Google for people to be able to see you. Yeah. And the, and and again, it's not that I'm against social media. I think it is, it's a viable distribution channel to get out there and to be seen. And I use it and I, people should use it. I mean, that's mm-hmm. where people are spending their time. They're on their mobile devices. They're on these social platforms, but right. just know strategically that you're, you know, things can change. And so you have to have exactly. something else, some other strategy. I think that's deeper than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and if your business model is one where you're selling widgets and those widgets require that you have volume, like if your business model is you need volume mm-hmm. to, to reach the goals that you have for your business, that's a very different conversation. Yeah. Right. For sure. That's a very different conversation. Whereas if you are doing something, coaching, consulting, you're an expert at a very specific thing. Again, uh, you have a niche. Mm-hmm. You're trying to reach the audience for that particular niche. This concept of micromedia can really, really help. Right. Um, let's talk about personal brand building. Cause I think that ties well into the whole piece around authority building, mm-hmm. building authority. What's the value in your estimation, your experience? What is the value to again, an entrepreneur, an online entrepreneur to invest in building up their authority online. Right. I mean, one of the biggest things I think we've seen in the past couple of years is people's trust in institutions is really declining. And, you know, there are, there are studies that have come out, especially, um, after COVID people don't trust a faceless organization anymore, whether you're a small business or a giant corporation. So, I think it's hard for entrepreneurs and CEOs to say, Hey, I'm going to build my personal brand. I'm going to invest this time and money. Cause it seems a little icky. They're like, I don't know, like, are my employees going to think I'm stupid posting on LinkedIn every day? But really, if you want to be a service leader and you want to lead that company to grow, you need to have a brand that people trust and people trust individuals again, you know, that's Zilker Media's entire philosophy is people connect with people. And that's, that's true, right? Whether you're a business person or, um, or anyone, you know, you're not going out there and connecting with an organization if there's not someone who's the face of it. And you also don't need to be the, the CEO of the company or the founder. You can be, I'm the chief publicity officer at Zilker Media and, I'm able to, to, I've, I've built my personal brand. It helps the company, but also personally, it just, you know, it helps people I'm hiring right now for my position. And, 
you know, I see someone on LinkedIn who's out there who's grown their personal brand. It's also great for your personal reasons. There's just so many, you know, it's just the way that the world has has gone at this point. But I, I do think that underlying reason for a lot of business people is the trust aspect. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's always going to be a foundational thing, right? The know, mm -hmm. the like, and the trust. And I wonder if I could ask you, um, which really ties into one of the questions I like to ask all of our guests, which is, you know, one of our, our, our sayings around here is stop marketing like it's 1999. We want mm -hmm. people to market for the year that we live in mm -hmm. and to live in the here and now. What is a way that you yourself, whether it be for your personal brand or for Zilker Media, what is a way, a, a tip, a tool, a tactic, technique that you're using to help market yourself? It could be this strategy that we're exemplifying here, mm -hmm. or it could be something else. But what do you find really working? Yeah, of course, going in and guesting on podcasts, I think, is really um, beneficial for your personal brand. A lot of people ask us, how do I find the right podcasts? How how do I pitch them? And we have plenty of resources about that on Zilker Media. We also have a program called podcastguest.com that has lots of free tools. But I mean, if we're talking about cutting edge technology, I don't think we can sit here today and not talk about AI and GPT. Obviously, like GPT-4 just came out early last week. I barely started playing around for it, but um, chat GPT is free. It's super fun to play around with. I'm sure, you know, we're all marketers here, so we're kind of looking at it. But I recently asked chat GPT, hey, uh, research podcasts for me. What podcasts are investment bankers listening to right now? And it gave me a list with an explanation. So, and that was, you know, that's not even the newest iteration. So um, I recently, I think I'm on the wait list for Bard, which is Google's, um, but I just started using Bing's, which I'm not an expert, but Bing is run on GPT-4, which is like the newest technology. Oh, okay. um, and that, um, again, for PR, I've been asking it to... This is more like traditional journalists whose writing is out there, but saying, hey, can you go out and can you read this journalist's columns? Uh, let me know what they've recently covered within this topic area. And it takes a lot of the manual research out of it. Um, so that's really cool. I'm really excited about AI. Um, I've seen a lot of cool like TikToks about it. Like I didn't know you could teach the AI to match your style. Like you can give it examples yes. of things you've written yeah. and it matches your style, which I think that's super cool. So, which is, which is so fun. I mean, you can have it, uh, you can ask it to write in the tone of Brene Brown, as you were mentioning earlier. Yeah. Right. That's pretty cool. And so yeah. I, I agree with you. I think AI, this is part of the reason why we're actually integrating AI into the workshops that I'm doing around speaking and things of that nature, because yeah. it's not going anywhere. It's right. only ramping up and yep. we have to learn how to use it to our advantage as a tool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So exciting to hear you say that, that you're, yeah. you're really exploring that. Yeah, for sure. I'm trying. Yeah. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm like listening to podcasts about this. I feel like I know we're, we're all, it's way. early days. It's early days. <laughs> yeah. Like what's the quickest way I can like learn about it, like listen to a podcast on my way to work. So, yeah. um, yeah, I think it's super fun to play around with and, and really exciting. Well, tell us about how people can reach out to you at Zilker Media. Yeah, for sure. If you go to zilkermedia.com, that's Zilker with a Z as in zebra. Um, you can reach out to us, learn more. Um, you know, we, we not only do media, we're a full service PR and marketing agency. So 
would be um, super excited to hear from you. That's awesome. Good, good stuff. This has been really fun. I'm glad that you came on the show and you're able to um, help us better understand micro media, specifically micro media and how to leverage that to, to niche audiences. And really it comes down to realizing that if you are an, in a niche area, that's a, that's an advantage. Like you can yeah. find speaking opportunities. Podcast is a great one to start with. There are opportunities for you to speak. There are opportunities for you to be featured in the media and Frankly, the more specific it is, maybe the better off you'll be in the oh, long yes. run. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, so this has, been, this has been great. Thank you so much, Shelby, for coming on the show today. We really appreciate it. Um, on the subject of AI, and you were just mentioning about that, I just wanted to show this. And for those who are watching the video, you can scan this QR code or you can just reach out to me on social media and find out more about um, some of our upcoming workshops where we're integrating the AI into how you can use it for speaking. So scan the QR code or reach out to me on LinkedIn or any social media platform. And I'd be happy to send you a link to learn more about that because AI is certainly something that's here to stay and we want to be able to integrate it into our marketing strategies. Shelby, thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate your time and, and energy and uh, your insights more importantly here on the show today. Great, thank you so much, Cheryl. Cheers. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm. This podcast features curated audio originating from live video interviews simulcast on social media. You can catch full video episodes at Cheryl Pluff and on my YouTube channel. To learn how we can help you use video to grow your business, visit CherylPluff.com. Remember, you can send us a voicemail question or suggestion for inclusion in the show from our main podcast page. Cashing on Camera is a production of Cheryl Pluff Media.